Hi, this is Neha again and I'm here with the episode 3 of the series Find the Imposter Power of Subconscious Mind. So, in the first episode, we understood how our subconscious mind interprets our life events and impacts our actions and behavior. In the second episode, we understood why our mind interprets certain situations in a certain way and gives us the lifelong impact with the help of what? Rules of our mind. But have you ever thought how our subconscious mind can impact the whole of our body functions and the whole of our personality and how is it so powerful to control everything? How can it create and reverse any issue or behavior? So, we will answer all these hows in today's episode, which is episode number 3, Mind and Body Interconnection. We might have never realized that, but our mind is the most powerful tool where we don't use majority of those powers in our life when we get into some issue, we don't even realize that the solution exists inside us and we keep on looking for it in the outside world. This is all due to lack of awareness, which is obviously very common because this is not the part of our basic education system. Yeah, Never realize such an important fact, right? Not a problem at all. We will understand this now. There is a saying that, the day starts when you wake up. So, our day is gonna start now. See, according to the research by Dr. Bruce Lipton in a laboratory in US around 50 years back, our body is made of 50 trillions of cells. This number varies in different results. Some research say it's 37.2 trillion, some even say it's more than 50, it's around 100 trillions. But let's take an average, let's go by with one research of Dr. Bruce Lipton who's, who found out that our body is made of 50 trillions of cells and each cell contains a microbrain which is connected to our main brain our powerhouse yes each cell has the electricity of 1.4 volts according to this research this number also varies some research say it is 0.7 volts so let's take this 1.4 volts so how much of electric current in our body 50 trillion multiplied by 1.4 that is 70 trillion 70 trillion of electric current in our body scared <laughs> no need to be scared it's not gonna give you a shock huh? so each cell follows the instructions from our brain that's how when we think about something exciting we start feeling physical symptoms of that right like we experimented in episode 2 with lemon. Remember that? <laughs> Some sensitive listeners might have already got their taste buds activated as I said this. Okay, 
So let's come to some serious part now. Repressed emotions can result in chronic physical pain. When we are under stress, our nervous system triggers the fight or flight response. Even when we experience any kind of trauma, our nervous system triggers fight and flight response. In fight response, our body tends to fight the issue to ensure our survival. Remember, our mind's job is to always ensure our survival. And in flight response, it tends to avoid or ignore that issue. It try, tries to run away from the issue. So when someone remains in flight or fight mode for a long time, physical pain may result. The mind creates pain in the body as a distraction to keep people from addressing these painful, repressed emotional issues. So, what can be the result of fight response? Damage to vital body organs because all the cells of our body get busy in fighting with the hormones what that stress creates in our body. That's a outside hormone that's not a familiar hormone to our body. So, that's an outsider. So all our cells just get an alert, there is an outsider and fight it, kill it and get rid of it. All our cells just use the entire of uh, their power to fight with those hormones. Then what happens? Our vital body organs fall short of power to operate and if it stays this situation stays in our body for a long term, then it may create damage to our vital body organs because they cannot function as they are designed to due to lack of power to function. Lack of electricity, like uh, when, uh, when, like our TV in our home. We have a stabilizer sometimes with the TV where there is a lot of fluctuation in the electricity. So if we will, uh, if we will just run our TV at a low voltage for a long time, what will happen? It may cause damage to our TV. Same way, when our vital organs run at low voltage for a certain period of time, this may result in a damage to our vital body organs. That's why we say that stress, depression and all these things when stay for a long time in our body, any of these damages may occur. Even cancer. What is cancer? Nothing but some extra cells generated in our body which are just lying there, uh, not, not doing anything productive. And over the time, these cells get spoiled and they take a form of cancer. Why these cells are generated? Same. When uh, some outsider comes in our body like stress, depression and all these things and a signal goes from our mind to the whole body, to the entire 50 trillion cells of our body that fight. To fight, the cells may produce some additional cells also. They may feel that uh, we are short of strength together. So we need some more cells. We need some more fighters. And they produce additional cells in our body. Now these additional cells remain in our body inactive for a long period of time and they take the form of 
cancers. That's why the people who stay stressed, tremendously stressed for a long period of time, they tend to develop cancers also. That is the result of fight response. What can be the result of flight response when our body tends to ignore the issue, our mind tends to ignore the issue? Public speaking. We tend to avoid that situation where we have to speak in public. So that's a flight response. Our mind sends a signal to our body. Don't go in that, uh, don't go to the stage, don't go to the podium. And we cannot take a step to go there. Uh, disconnection, withdrawal from the society. All these things we have discussed in previous episodes, right? So those are the results of flight response. Yeah. So now you see how these uh, responses are created because whatever thought you are creating in your mind, that thought triggers an action where it sends signal to entire body cells that uh, you have to either fight or you have to come in a flight mode. How much current that one signal is producing? 70 70 volts of 70 trillion volts of current that one signal is producing so that's more than enough to make our body do anything so let's understand some technical facts here how is the design of our brain our brain is made of two main parts conscious mind and subconscious mind Conscious mind, which is used for our day-to-day functions, any kind of analysis, thinking, plans, and it contains our short-term memory. So effectively, everything what we are doing in our everyday life is controlled by is controlled by conscious mind. So how much percent conscious mind is of our full brain? Any ideas? Only 10%. Yeah. So that's a shock <laughs> what you got from 70 trillion volts electricity in your body, right? No, no. it's a truth. Conscious mind is only 10% of our whole brain that we use in our day-to-day functions. Then what rest 90% is? That is subconscious mind. Subconscious mind is 90% of our full brain. What subconscious mind contains? It contains our long-term memory. Like, uh, even if we don't remember anything happened to us when we were three years old, four years old, or even when we were infant, do we remember anything from that time consciously? No, right? Because that those memories have been shifted from our conscious mind to subconscious mind, parked aside in our hard disk. So when we access our subconscious mind, like the session what we give, when we access subconscious mind, all those memories come forward and you realize that if you have acquired a certain kind of personality, what belief has triggered that personality? Even if you have acquired that belief when you were an infant. As I told you in uh, previous episodes that hearing is the sense which is the most developed sense when a baby is born. So by hearing anything happening around, 
babies develop many many kind of beliefs because a baby's mind is uh, not able to analyze something or understand something yeah if my parents are saying so and so thing there can be some reason no they cannot they just know that uh, my mom is saying i did not want this baby but still i have to take care of that they will pick up on that oh i am an unwanted one unwanted baby so what is the belief the society will not accept me lack of acceptance and uh, what personality they will gain they will have the personality of uh, always staying alone not being social withdrawal from the society always feeling that the world will not accept them yes these beliefs can generate in our mind even when we are an infant so long term memory emotions and feelings there is the rule of our mind what we discussed in last episode emotions override logic now you have got more clarity right why because logics stay in conscious mind emotions stay in subconscious mind subconscious mind which is 90% of our mind majority and majority wins right and here the majority the difference is so big the difference between 10% part and 90% part so that 90% overrides the 10% that is the reason why emotions override logics our habits relationship patterns even addictions that's why it's so difficult to change our habits when we form a certain habit we say that ah oh, yeah i am habitual of doing that it's so difficult to change we have to always consciously remember that yeah we have to change that particular habit but again subconsciously we do that thing even if want to we want to change we always do that subconsciously relationship patterns how our relationships will be it all depends on what beliefs we have formed about the relationships kids who do not see healthy relationships between their parents they tend to develop unhealthy relationship with their spouse later in life because the belief in their subconscious mind is that this relationship is not healthy because they never saw that healthy relationship so they all they also tend to have that unhealthy relationship with their spouse even if they don't want it consciously they know that yeah i have always seen unhealthy relationship between my parents they always used to fight and they could never take care of me very well because they were themselves in stress always always in fight they were not happy with each other so i don't have to make this kind of relationship with my spouse i will make a very healthy and good relationship but they end up in making the same kind of relationship what they don't want because there is a belief in their subconscious mind that a relationship with your spouse is unhealthy that's the reason even the relationship with their siblings and the relationship with anybody in the world kids who have seen an environment at home where uh, the social life is not very good where they have seen a lot of differences uh, 
lot of arguments and uh, differences in other relationships in the relationship with the siblings of their parents they tend to distrust people they tend to distrust the world so they have the issue of lack of trust because there is a belief in their subconscious mind that uh, we should not trust even parents sometimes they tell to their kids consciously do not trust anybody you know people just ditch you because it is their personal experience and the same experience they transfer to their kids rather we should tell that trust but analyze do not have a blind trust analyze first understand if you should trust or not if you think so trust because just imagine how will be how will the life be without trust if we don't trust anyone in our profession in our personal life we don't trust anyone how the life will be so we have to trust but we have to keep our senses open to analyze that to whom we should trust on whom we should not so these are some beliefs made in our subconscious mind which impact the whole relationship patterns addictions one of my client came to me with the uh, the addiction of uh, alcohol so when we started the session we accessed her subconscious mind what came out to be the reason of that addiction that uh, her mom was uh, very much addicted to alcohol and uh, she even used to drink in front of her and she used to make her drink with the her when she grew up when she became an adult then both of them used to drink together and they used to have a very good time while drinking together and that was the only time when she was feeling a connection with her mom because all other times her mom used to be busy either in her work or uh, gatherings get togethers and all so that was the only time where where she felt some emotional connection with her mom the time when they used to drink together and unfortunately her mom died at an early age so after expiry of her mom she couldn't stop drinking though she knew the side effects it was causing on her body but still she was not able to stop drinking so when we accessed her subconscious mind she understood the belief that her mind was linking the connection the pleasure to alcohol because somewhere inside she was missing that connection a lot what she had with her mom she was missing her mom and uh, the belief in her mind was that whenever you are drinking you are getting connected to your mom though actually it was not the case drinking was not a way to connect to her mom she can connect to her mom in her thoughts even without drinking but the belief was only when you are drinking you are being connected to your mom so once she realized that belief she immediately got over that addiction and never ever gone back to that again this is the case uh, i am telling you 6 months back so still she did not drink for last 6 months these are the magics our subconscious mind can do 
This is the power of our subconscious mind. So once we realize the root cause of an issue we are facing, we are just out of it. Involuntary bodily functions like blinking of our eyes when I'm talking right now to you and you are listening to this podcast. We don't even realize how many times we just blinked our eyelids, right? So blinking of our eye, working of all the vital organs like our heart is beating involuntarily. Do you have a control on your heartbeat? No, right? Who has a control on your heartbeat? Any guesses? Your subconscious mind. Yeah? Only when your subconscious mind is going through an issue, your heartbeat can be irregular. If your subconscious mind is calm, your heartbeat will be regular. When you are feeling any kind of fear, you face palpitations, your heart races, you experience a very high heartbeat. So our subconscious mind controls our all these involuntary bodily functions, the working of our lungs, working of our kidneys, working of uh, our heart and all these uh, vital body organs. It's not in the control of our conscious mind, obviously. We cannot control, we cannot like if we think like, uh, okay, lungs, stop working. <laughs> will it stop working? No, right? It will be affected only and only when there is a thought in our subconscious mind. And now later in this session, we will see what kind of thoughts impact which body organ. Creativity. Yes. Creativity is controlled by subconscious mind. How creative you are can never be taught, can never be learned. Yeah, we have many courses which teach us designing like interior design, fashion designing and so many other kind of designing which needs creativity. But once we are done with that course, what kind of work we do all depends on how creative we are. Like if we have shared a creative idea with somebody, if that person has some bad intention, he may use that idea for his own work, which uh, that idea is given by us, but he can use it as his own idea in his own work. But in future, can he generate the same kind of effective idea? Obviously not. He has to come back to us for another idea. So, this creativity is controlled by the subconscious mind. It can never be taught. Some people are very creative. They get so uh, nice ideas that uh, so good designs, those just get famous in a matter of uh, hours. And some people's work is just normal. So, this creativity is controlled by subconscious mind. Developmental changes. When our body is being developed from a baby to an adult and even after that in adulthood also we have many kind of developments going on at the age of 20, then 30, then 40, many kind of developmental changes go on in our body that all is controlled by subconscious mind. We cannot consciously stop our development, right? So how do we got how do we get the developmental issues? Developmental issues, one best example is anorexia anorexia is a state of mind where we tend to keep our body underdeveloped 
we tend to keep uh, we can tend to keep ourselves underweight so in that situation a person tends to starve himself to even death how that condition is created one example is that uh, we just keep on telling kids sometimes that okay you are just a kid right now your life is so good you are enjoying your life just be an adult then you will know how the life is actually we tend to say this at our home many times right you are just a kid you don't have any tension just grow up then you will know what tension is just grow up to my age then you will know how difficult it is to live life we say this to our kids we don't want them to be stressed and all that when they grow up but still just because we are going through some frustration or anything we say this many times and what the kids subconscious mind does it picks up on that word ah okay i am very happy right now because i am a kid but when i will be adult my life is going to be so difficult okay i don't want to be an adult i don't want to grow up because our mind's job is to ensure our survival it takes us away from pains and close to pleasure so that subconscious mind decides i will not let you go to adulthood but is it possible no age has to keep on increasing so the age increases but the body's development is restricted as the thought came to the subconscious mind i don't have to let you grow to adulthood the body's development starts being restricted so that's how we have seen many kids who are adults who when they become adults their body is still not developed that much as it should be either they are very very much skinny they are just a set of bones or their mind is not developed as an adult they still talk kiddish they still behave kiddish all these kind of problems anorexia is particularly linked to the body weight when your body has not grown along with your age that is called anorexia so this is one of the reason but there can be many other reasons when a kid's subconscious mind frames a belief that i don't want to grow up so what's the solution to this access the subconscious mind of that person find out where that belief is formed reframe that old belief and rewire the new belief that yes you have to live your adult life happily it's not necessary that you will get all the stress in adulthood so that was just a belief you framed by something which was told to you when you were a kid but now that doesn't hold good at all so just we frame that uh, belief and the person will start seeing the changes that's what is the solution so developmental changes these are all controlled by subconscious mind so now you saw that why our subconscious mind is able to impact our personality and our uh, body to that extent because it occupies 90% of the space now uh, a few emotions i will tell you which impact certain body parts anger 
Anger weakens your liver. Grief weakens your lungs. Worry weakens your stomach. Have you ever experienced like when we are too worried, especially when we were uh, in childhood, we used to go for exams, we used to feel some something in our stomach, right? Some uneasiness in our stomach before exam. What's that? That's triggered by worry. So that's that was just temporary and as we used to start our exam and finish it, we were at ease. But if that worry goes on for a long time, it may create some stomach issues. Stress. Stress impacts our heart and our brain. When we are in stress, we feel all this uh, irregular heartbeat, right? Fear. Fear impacts our kidney. So these are a few emotions which have direct impact on these vital body organs. You know, 75% of physical issues are functional, not organic. Means these are related to our thoughts and beliefs. And if a condition stays in a vital organ for a certain period of time, it results in an organic change like irregular heartbeats for a long period of time result in heart diseases how do we treat them is by command cell therapy command cell therapy is a part of rapid transformational therapy where we command your brain to instruct to give a certain commands to your 50 trillion cells of your body for you to get over any kind of physical illness. So what happens when our main brain commands our cells of our body? That current of 70 trillion volts is again generated. So first that current resulted in destructions. Now that current, the same current is causing reconstruction in our body. You must have heard that the cells can be regenerated. That's how it happens. When our brain commands our cells in a negative way, results in dis destruction in our body, damage in our body, and the mind, when our mind commands our cells in a positive way, the same electric current in our body result in reconstruction. So this all power stays within our subconscious mind only. We can ourselves destruct we can ourselves reconstruct so now when we know all these facts we can decide how we have to talk to ourselves how we have to talk to our kids what kind of pictures we have to make in our mind what kind of words we have to say to ourselves how we have to speak to our kids how we have to speak to our family to our friends what kind of words trigger what kind of thoughts and how these thoughts get converted into beliefs and how these beliefs trigger any kind of personality or any kind of physical issue. So that's why we say don't be negative, stay positive. Except Corona reports, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so this coronavirus has completely changed the meaning of positive and negative. But on a serious note, Keep positive thoughts in your mind. It can really do miracles. It will do miracles. But 
what is required is the conversion of a thought into belief you have to believe in what you are thinking only then the change will be effective only when you will observe the changes yeah so if you have already generated an issue then there is a solution in rapid transformational therapy but if you have still not generated an issue you have a certain negative thoughts which have still not taken place of an issue in your body or a change in your personality you can stop those thoughts right now and substitute that with positive thoughts so you don't need this therapy in future we we have till now spoken about the impact on our body right the physical issues our thoughts can create now let's speak about the personality impacts on our personality mainly people play four kind of roles in their life when they grow up if they have created a certain beliefs in their mind in childhood either they will become sick or they will become carers or they will become rebellious or completely numb or they will become perfectionist these are the four kind of roles people play mainly in rest of their life if they have gone through certain kind of issues or certain kind of beliefs they have formed in their childhood let's take them one by one sick what is this how can we recognize that a person is playing the role of sick in their life we have seen a certain people they just they are always sick they always develop some or the other sickness in their body and they focus on that sickness a lot some people are like that uh, even if uh, you prick a pin in their finger they will be like oh my god i got uh, pricked with that pin they are scared of the uh, syringes they are scared of injection and some people are like oh okay it's fine this is uh, just a little needle has pricked my finger right what's the matter what's a big deal so why there is a difference in that uh, thought process some people when they are just a little sick just a little fever is there they will be like oh i'm whole lot of sickness has covered my body they will just lie down on bed they will not talk to anybody they will not go anywhere any little pain in their body in any part of their body any little leg pain or knee pain or back pain or even a little pain just bogs them down and uh, they you find them in bed and they keep on talking about that pain to everybody you know i have got that pain you know i got that much fever you know all this and some people are like okay this sickness has come it's fine it's a part of our life i'll take medicine it will go away or even if i won't take medicine my immune system is strong enough to fight that they don't talk about that pain to anyone and uh, they just get over that pain that sickness very fast why these two kind of personalities in the world the first kind of personality who tend to always focus on their sickness and their pain is called the sick personality what can be the reason of this these people are uh, these people have experienced lack of attention 
ignorance, lack of love and care in their childhood. And uh, these people have seen that sick people get enough care. That's the belief in their mind. That's why they always try to advertise their sickness, to take the sympathy. They feel good when people sympathize with them. Oh, a certain person, he is so sick and all that. They love that situation. They feel that people care about them when they advertise their sickness. Because somewhere in their subconscious mind, there is a belief that to get enough love, care, attention and acceptance from the world, I always have to be sick. Possibly they have seen a sibling in their home who was sick sometimes and uh, he was getting all the attention from parents. We discussed about it in the second episode, right? So they develop sick personality. And uh, if they have framed a belief that to get enough attention, you know, uh, to survive, our basic needs are acceptance, love, care, attention. These are our basic needs to survive in this world. And when people go through lack of these basic needs in early age, in their childhood, they develop the belief that we have to always advertise this sickness to get that attention. What's the cure of this? Again, the same. Access subconscious mind and reframe that old belief that you always have to be sick to get enough attention that was just a situation in their childhood they went through but they don't have to go through it again and again in the rest of their life just we have to reframe that belief in their subconscious mind and they will be completely out of it carer certain people we have seen that they care a lot even if the problem is not too big but they make the problem very big by overcare. Especially we have seen uh, some moms. They are like even if the even if the child has gone to the neighborhood, they will be so much worried. What might be happening even if the child has got five minutes late? What might be happening? What happened? They start creating all the negative thoughts in their mind. Another thing that uh, Carer personality, they tend to only focus on others, not on themselves. They only tend to care about other people, but they forget that they also need some care. They always tend to give, 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 give. Never think about receiving back. Just do a little experiment. Your breath. We are taking one breath and we are releasing one breath out. That's what is the breathing process and that's how we are living in this world. Now just try, only exhale, don't inhale, yeah? Only exhale, 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 without inhaling. Try that, do that experiment anytime, yeah? You will feel that very soon you will get exhausted. You will feel that I have to inhale. You will start feeling short of breath. And uh, then do the other way around. Only inhale, 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 inhale without exhaling. What will happen? Again, we will start feeling uneasiness very soon. We have to exhale. So, give and take should be in balance. Carer, personality, people, they tend to only give, give and give and they don't even realize when they get fully exhausted. 
and uh, these kind of people face depression at any stage in life so these are the carer personalities who who have experienced at an early age that uh, they will be accepted in this world they will be appreciated in this world only when they care mainly happen to the elder sibling who is always expected to give and care for the little sibling the frame of belief that i am here in this world to only give to only care i cannot expect anything back so there has to be a balance third kind of personality rebellious or completely numb the people who have faced highly dominating behaviors in childhood either they get very rebellious that okay when i was a child you dominated me now i am an adult i will dominate everybody so they become rebellious they their mind frames are belief that uh, if you are an adult you have to dominate if you are a child you have to be dominated you have to allow yourself to be dominated if you are holding power you have to dominate if you are lack of power you have to accept being dominated so when these people come into power they tend to dominate other people a lot especially we have seen in companies in corporates many bosses many people when they reach to a leadership position they become highly dominating it's not their fault it's a belief they have formed any time in their life now i have got the power now i will dominate i will do everything what i did not get a chance to do in my life i was always being dominated now i have got a chance i have expressed the whole of my frustration by dominating others or certain people get completely numb now you see that the situation is same but the different minds are interpreting it in a different way one mind has interpreted it in a way that when i will get a power i will dominate another mind interpreted in a way that i am in this world to be dominated only so they never ever think about their power they are exercising their rights they never ever think about it when they become adults they always tend to allow themselves to be dominated they never realize they have a certain rights they can exercise those rights they frame a belief that it's not available to me we have uh, discussed about this belief in the first episode that they frame a belief that this power is not available to me i am here i have come in this world to be dominated only because the only thing i have ever experienced is being dominated so how these personalities can change just by connecting to their subconscious mind fourth personality is perfectionist many people are we have seen the leaders especially many leaders are like they just tend to keep getting the things reworked again and again and again but they are never satisfied with it because what they are chasing doesn't even exist perfection does it ever exist what is perfect for you may be flawed for someone else what is perfect for someone else may be flawed for you because we all think differently 
different things mean perfection for different people so if you are doing some work thinking yeah i have got a very good job today and uh, i will get a uh, lot of appreciation from my boss when you go to your boss's cabin you show the work he tells you 10 mistakes in that and he says what kind of work you are doing and so i have explained you so much still you did not understand what rubbish is all this go and rework it all so what happened sudden demotivation i thought my work was perfect but i have been thrown out of the cabin because for my boss the meaning of perfection is something else so some people try to get perfection in their work they always tend to stay stressed and finally they feel burnout depression frustration and they throw out that frustration either on the team or family members and they tend to have unhealthy professional and personal relationships because perfection never ever exist kids who have grown up in a perfectionist environment parents perfectionist parents whatever you did in childhood has never been appreciated you have always been told there is something is lacking now you will develop that personality that yes something is lacking always and you tend to behave in the same way when you grow up when you get the power it's the same thing like people become rebellious it's the same thing when you got the power to approve or reject somebody's work you tend to behave in the same way undue expectations in childhood whatever a child does is never enough these kind of kids grow up being perfectionists so these are the four kind of personalities that can be triggered by the beliefs in our subconscious mind now how can these personalities be changed the good news is that there is a solution so when you know about these personalities now whenever you will see behaving a certain person behaving in a certain manner you will understand why they are doing so so please don't have any hard feelings for them it's not their fault it's the fault of the beliefs they have formed in their subconscious mind if you can please suggest the cure to them please suggest a solution to them there are many many people who are struggling silently without even realizing that they are struggling with something and they spend the whole of their life struggling only so please spread the awareness now when you are aware you can be the owners of the awareness right and for yourself please take care of your thoughts of your beliefs of your behavior what you are doing so that's it for today's episode i hope you have got the enough information now let's talk in the next episode in the in uh, next week bye bye for now for any questions please reach me out on my email neha.soulradiance@gmail.com you will find this email in my profile also bye bye take care stay safe stay healthy and keep on spreading the awareness bye